Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer. Today I'm here again with Greg Johnson. We're going to talk a little more about supply chain visibility today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Delighted to be here. There's been a lot of hype in the market around cloud. Analysts are writing about it. There's also a lot of confusion. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the criteria for a ubiquitous cloud that delivers visibility for lots of companies. Yeah, yeah. The way this technology kind of looks is it's it's got a lot of integration in it. If you take the thousands of integrations that are required and you begin to put them in one place and then you make that an asset that lots of companies can access, suddenly you begin to get very, very significant and stark economic benefits. In fact, it becomes for the first time ever doable. And that integration layer is one big part of the technology stack. So part of the criteria, Greg, is actually making sure that there's a very strong and robust integration network in place. But far more important, I think, is looking at two other major factors. One is the community itself, because these supply chain visibility solutions are not just applications and not just infrastructure for integration. They also are communities. So it's hard to get suppliers on board. It's hard to get logistics providers connected for ASN and milestone updates. It's hard to get carriers across modes all plugged in. And when they're already connected and plugged into a utility stack, it's a huge, huge advantage. So the way that companies should evaluate supply chain visibility systems is to look at the integration capabilities, the size of the integrated network, the capabilities of the software itself, the capabilities of the system, the features and functions, and the community that's in place and how robust and healthy it is. And when those three things are kind of lined up and put together, then it's to look at the deployment model. You know, I've made the case before, I think we're all in a violent agreement here, but the way these systems get delivered and the way they scale, and the only ones that really succeed are the ones that are public utility, multi-tenant stacks. They're not one-off deployments for a single company and its partners. And that's a must-have for these systems. When you look at these systems, are you better off looking at one that's built just for your industry, say, I'm going to go with just this company here because it's for chemicals? Or is it better to have a system that's multi-vertical? It's a myth to think that a platform that's good in retail is not good in chemicals necessarily. There may be those. But one of the things about technology today is it's being built in a way that's highly configurable. That means there's a fair amount of metadata and configuration data that can be manipulated and saved to mimic and represent the flows and processes of a given vertical very specifically, even when you've got multiple verticals on the same platform. A platform that can support highly configured vertical deployments in a single place has the added benefit of being able to attract 3PLs and carriers and financial institutions and customs brokers and the whole line of those partners to a platform where they can get all their needs across verticals met. These poor partners, like a carrier or a 3PL, that are used by thousands of companies are getting killed because they've got to hook up to so many different platforms. Is there a, a level of partner commitment that you want to look at when evaluating these systems? That certainly is a dimension. When we talked about community and the importance of community in that criteria list, one of the sub-bullets in community is how ready, how engaged, how committed are the partners that are on the platform? And of course, there's a range. It's a long tail affair. You'll get many, many suppliers, many, many service providers on a network that work across multiple customers, have deep integrations, have trained up people on their staffs to not only service those customers well, but are ready for the next 20 customers. And you'll get long tail suppliers on the far end that have just engaged and maybe have a couple of users that know how to use the applications. So 
Paying attention to the richness of that supplier network or that partner network is a key criteria. I would bake it into the community review. And you want to ask questions like recently active partners. Are they integrated or are they just user interface based? How many customers do they work with across the platform? Is it just one or is it multiple? The length of time they've been on the platform. Those are four good questions inside that partner readiness zone. This is Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer, and we are signing out. Mm-hmm.